If you're ready to finally start putting the pieces together and get a head start on your sober curious journey, you've got to get in my program, Awaken Sober Living. The secret sauce that really brings it all together is asking the right questions and then actually answering them. And then we go a little bit deeper. So if you're over the trap of trying to figure it out with moderation and stopping and starting all the time, this is the space for you to get a whole new perspective and make space for something new to come through. And that something new is more of you. There'll be a link right here in the show notes for you to go on over and get right in there. You can also just go to visit my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, and we will get going. I'll see you on the inside. I'll be there for you every step of the way. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels counting days or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world do the same with my one-on-one private coaching program. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to getting alcohol out of your way that breaks all the rules, life-enhancing tools that make not drinking exciting and joyful, and the profound and sacred journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. This show is not a substitution for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a medical professional if your alcohol consumption is at risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. How are you? I have a feeling that you've got some stuff on your mind, and I completely understand that there's a lot of information to process in the world right now. Um, So... You know, I couldn't think, you know, last week I said, there's no right, there's no right or right, wrong time to change your relationship to alcohol. I couldn't think of a better time to really be in your most grounded and highest state of responding and resilience right? For me in my life, I'm such a Taurus that I am like prepared to get that go bag on and walk across the river and build a little hut if I have to. (laughs) And this is a, you know, like, I'm not like thinking the worst case scenario, but I want to have all my faculties. And the last thing that you want to do is having to be relying on this external thing to support you. I know you, you are strong. You have done so many things in your life that you've had to overcome and that you've had to support other people for. So think about the way in which you support your community and the way in which you support your family. What are your strengths in that way? And I really want you to think about turning those tables to yourself and supporting yourself in this time of great change, of great awakening, great upheaval, right? And this is the other perspective to have. It's when the foundation in in which our life is based on is being shaken at its core, right? It's like the structure and it feels scary and unsettling and you don't know, right? You have to see that with this, and you can use like the metaphor of construction and remodeling of a house, when the when you strip down a house to the bare bones 
it's like, oh my gosh, you see that it's like nothing, right? It's, it's like, what was this? This was my house. But the vision on the other side of it is your dream home, right? And this is the, this is the metaphor for yourself, your body, your life, your, the marriage between your spirit and your body together that makes this divine earth walk that is possible for us. Everything has always been uncertain. So the fact that it's just being exposed right now because we've lived these really comfy, cushy lives, like we don't have to go out and collect berries and nuts and, you know, hunt for animals. And our basic needs have, for the most part, you know, obviously there's people that don't have basic needs, but they're, they've been provided for. And usually there's ways in our Western world to get those resources, food and water. And, you know, shelter is, a, is an issue for some people. But even that, there are places to get shelter. So in this time of great, of great change, I really want you to spend some time not focusing on doomsday, but a new earth right? So think about what's possible on the other side of of an awakening or a shift in some power over models. And maybe it's just the power you want to step into for yourself, right? And things feel really tense in the world right now, but you don't have to participate 100% in those conversations because your life is still happening for you in your, in your family, in your small spheres, right? Just in your home, wherever you are in your work environment. So take some of that time and ask, you know, if your attention is directed outwards, how is this serving me? Is this really serving me and my community and the betterment in any way? And maybe it is, but if it's not, it's like, how could I better utilize this time? And what I would say is to really work on your inner strength and resilience and stay grounded and stay open-minded and really be in that place of curiosity and compassion for yourself and your fellow humans. Because no matter what people's opinions or views are, is that the saying that everyone's been saying is like, we are in this together. We might just have different perspectives and different truths and different understandings, but we are in this together. And everyone's reality in some way has gotten really shaken up. It's like, unless you live where you're completely, you know, um, off grid, you know, and you're completely self-sustainable, you've been affected by this pandemic in some way. And so, yeah, it's like we're shape-shifting. There's these quantum decisions that we're making. It's like one day to the next, there's new decisions that have to be made, but we are strong. We are resilient. And if you've ever had, you know, a great loss or tragedy in your life, whether, you know, a person died or passed away, or maybe it was, you know, you shifted a relationship or something fell apart, you're, you know, you had a business that crumbled or, you know, um, the love of your life left or whatever it was, you, time does heal. We easily, humans are so easily adaptable, um, And you can even just kind of look at these last 18 months. So I just want you to remember how strong you are and really think about the areas in your life where you support the other and what your strengths are in that way. What is your contribution and how can you turn that to yourself in this time where regardless of what we have control over or we don't, 
you still have the opportunity to look inward because that's really where the answers of how you're going to live your life day to day are going to show up. So changing your relationship to alcohol is one of those. And do you want to be on your game for this time? The time is now. If there was ever a time in history to say alcohol bye-bye. It was now. You don't need it to to solve your problems. You need yourself to be on point and on your game, all parts of you showing up now. It is not the time to put blame on the past and shame other people. The time is now to show up for yourself so that you can show up for the people that need you the most right now. Okay. And this is our part two of the five mistakes that people make that make quitting drinking impossible. And you learned from number one, and if you didn't, you should definitely go back and listen to it, that there really are no mistakes, that what it really is is just more information, right? Because we can't go back. We can beat ourselves up, but that doesn't do anything. So there has to be this willingness to see things from a new perspective because you can sit around all day and be righteous and beat yourself up and say you made a mistake, but it doesn't do anything. So it's like, well, let's just get on with it, right? Like we can go back to the beginning of the pandemic and say all the things we didn't do right or whatever, but like it doesn't matter now. We are where we are. So expecting a different result with the same strategy for both drinking and not drinking is the mistake number two. And now since I said there's no mistakes, really it's the it's it's the thing that you're doing that's not working. So most people that come to me, I ask them, what's what's your strategy been? And there there isn't one, right? So when you show up, basically this time will be different is what most people think. And so that's totally normal. And it never is because alcohol hasn't changed. Your mind hasn't changed your circumstances haven't really changed. Your emotions haven't changed. The dependency hasn't changed. So for you to show up, the only thing that's different is the time frame and think things will be different is something that you just need to understand isn't gonna, is not gonna happen, right? So your strategy is that you really don't have one or you make these rules in your mind, but you haven't really examined the belief structure behind it. You're not really seeing seeing it from that witness perspective to, to be curious and, and to say yes to something new and to think to, to future focus, right? So in this way, I mean, everyone learns differently, but it is an unlearning. Using alcohol as a tool to change the state of your reality is a learned behavior, right? You didn't come out of the womb wanting to drink alcohol. So your relationship to alcohol and everything that you've associated with it is learned. And you know what I ask people too is, have you ever become an expert at anything overnight? And the answer is no. Now, you can learn you know, how to use alcohol to your benefit um, pretty quickly, right? It doesn't take long to get hooked and to think, oh yeah, like this is working for me. Um, But as we know, and as you grow and mature and you have different responsibilities and different priorities, it's like, 
and the, the habit becomes stronger and the addiction becomes stronger. And then now it's taking up more of your time than the benefit that it had ever had. And you want to grow as a person, right? So maybe it helped you in social situations before, and maybe it also hindered you because you didn't have any boundaries and you weren't really showing up authentically. And now you're like, but I want to show up as me. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want this person to think like, oh, this is the fun Mary. And you know, that's, but, and you know, like, well, that's not really who I am. So how can I, I want to show up in a way where I'm, I feel amazing being authentically me and then making my decisions about how I spend my time based on that. Because the truth is, is a lot of times when you, are in certain environments where you're drinking, it's like if you take the alcohol away and you really, you know, you can assess your thoughts, but sometimes you end up not wanting to be in those situations. So you, you know, you can learn something through troubleshooting. You can, um, I definitely am guilty of this because I'm a hands-on learner, but it definitely takes more time, right? So, you know, I can... (laughs) build a garden and plant a garden and plant the seeds and all this stuff. But am I going to reap the maximum benefit from the plants if I, you know, I mean, this is one way to learn, but in, but then what I need to do is evaluate, right? So I can, then I can find out if I don't get the the results that I want instead of saying, oh my God, I'm never gardening again. And just, you know, bulldozing my garden, I can say, okay, well, what did we do? What were the circumstances? What was the soil like? What were the poll- what was the pollination like? What was the temperature like? I can do all these things and then go and find the research for next season, right? So I'm just not throwing it out. And I've talked about this again before with it's a commitment versus just quitting because that's what so many people do is they wake up and they say, you know, Monday morning, I'm never drinking again. And then they drink and then they kind of just stop with that or they have a few months and then they have a time where it's like, oh, you know, they have this thought like, yeah, maybe I'll just test it out and I'll see if it's different. And then they drink and it's not, it wasn't different than the last time, but then something just keeps them going instead of saying, okay, well, let's just take a step back and see what was I trying to solve for with that problem like why did I need to drink in that specific situation and that's the thing that one-on-one coaching does is you know you are showing up to talk about this every week from a really neutral place from a really compassionate place from a place of understanding where it's all about curiosity it's not about judgment but what we do is we have a strategy before during and after so that you are actually using a framework of new of a new way of thinking a new way of responding a new commitment to yourself a way to understand and check in with your body a way to understand and check in with your mind a way to make yourself your number one priority so you can give yourself permission to you know step away if you need to take a couple of deep breaths to um, leave if you feel like, you know, you really want to stick to this commitment of not drinking and your brain is starting to, um, you know, have more friction than you really wanted and to future focus, to intentionally prove to yourself that you can have fun without alcohol 
but instead of just trying to do those in the same exact situations, you try a new situation and then you take that inspiration and that encouragement and then maybe you go back to the old scenarios that you used to use, right? So you have to generate evidence to support the new beliefs that you want to generate. The alcohol is no longer important, that it's just irrelevant. Now, you, there's not, no part of you right now that believes that, maybe a little part of you. So you start to create new thoughts and new framework and then one new action at a time, you generate evidence for that, right? But if you have no strategy to how you're actually going to do this, you're just going to keep hitting the same walls again and then that's going to create a new belief that that I can't do this. This doesn't work for me. My brain's different, right? Then that somehow you and and alcohol um, have a, is completely different than everyone else. And I just want to tell you that that's not true, right? The reason that it seems like other people have um, an easier time with alcohol or they drink normally or whatever is really, first of all, A, none of your business. (laughs) And two, um, we don't know. You're not with anyone every single day, right? And this is something we're going to talk about in the next episode. But what you need to know is that you need to understand and keep this in the forefront of your mind, not from, am I going to drink or not drink, but, hmm, let me understand more about it. That's the first tool, right, is that curiosity. Let me decide from my heart. What is my intention for this evening, this celebration, this um, this life with myself, right? Can I, you know, maybe take a take a break for a month from being super social and just spend a little bit of time getting to know myself, spending a little bit of time in the garden or signing up for a new class or with my family, right? Um, and and really honor stepping into a new phase of your life. You know, something I talked about on the last episode is, and and what you know one of the reasons and this is just my opinion why this you know the the other conversation about this pandemic that no one's talking about and I'm not saying our life isn't precious because if you've been listening to me you know more than anything I think this life is a miraculous gift and it is something to be honored and revered but with that is also that this life will end right and so we are so uncomfortable with the concept of death that we are we put ourselves in these safe little containers where we're not even living, right? And if I personally don't want my life to look like that, I don't want to think that I have this, that I don't leave the house and I'm terrified of everything else and I miss out on all the things about life just so I you know, save myself a few percentages of not dying, right? And then in the meantime, you're not taking care of your mental, physical, (laughs) or emotional health, and you're probably making things, potentially making things worse, right? Because your stress, we know stress is a killer, potentially, you know, heart health and weight and all of these other things. And then you're drinking. So it's like, where, you know, you're trying to play it safe by not leaving the house or, um, and I'm not talking about specifically this pandemic or putting yourself out in the world in any way. Cause there's, there's like this fear of something 
And, but then like the behaviors that happen because your soul isn't being filled and your, your heart isn't being expressed and your authenticity isn't being expressed ends up being the bigger detriment. So, and usually when we go and we, um, take that trip or we go and put ourselves out into a new group, um, it's never as bad as we think it's going to be actually ends up being really amazing, right? So that is the other strategy is deciding how you're going to feel, how you want to feel based on possibility. So if you're going to tell yourself a story about the future, tell yourself the best one. And, you know, I I caught myself getting into kind of, you know, this doomsday storytelling for myself because I don't like feeling restricted and I don't like, I think it's just some past life stuff of not being able to speak my truth and, um, you know, being, (laughs) and it kind of comes to alcohol too. That's why so many people are so terrified to talk about it. It's like, if I speak my truth, I'm going to be judged. I'm going to be condemned. I'm going to be burned at the stake. Right. And, um, I just, um, you know, I'm willing to take that risk. I'm really, I'm willing to, to be ridiculed for what I believe in. Um, but really we have to, to really know what do we want our lives to look like, right? So when you go put yourself out there, you get to decide that this is going to be the best, right? This isn't doomsday, this is the this is the beginning of the new of a new earth that we're creating where people are actually supporting one another for their diversity and where people start to take this as an opportunity to look at the the responsibility they have for their own personal health on a mental, physical and emotional and spiritual level. I mean, one of the things I th- I really believe when why, you know, everyone's just obsessed with the news and they can't take that neutral perspective and we have to blame and shame and yell at everyone is because we are so void of spirit. If you have a strong faith, that idea of the death and life cycle does look different, right? And I know it does for me and I really have to trust and I I think about this a lot that if I am in a firsthand situation where, you know, I'm faced with the loss of a loved one or the loss of myself, that I, that my faith is strong enough that it's going to anchor me to trust that our lives play out in, with a bigger implication than something that we will ever have control over. We can try to control our circumstances, but in the end, there there's very little that, you know, we just don't know, right? But... On the positive side of that, it's like taking advantage of what you have while you have it, loving everyone you can the hardest, not ever closing the door on someone, you know, and it's easy to do that. It's easy to be in righteousness, but coming back to our subject here, it's just like you get to decide. So when you're thinking negatively about something and about the deprivation of drinking, you can ask yourself, why would I choose to think that? What is a better feeling thought I can have? Because anything is possible. There's infinite possibilities. So right now your strategy is, is not based in possibility. 
in abundance. It's based in deprivation and fear and shame and lack. So you have to show up with that new perspective, with that new life perspective, not the doomsday, not the compare and despair, right? You have to decide when alcohol is irrelevant, you're going to show up like the the woman that's like, oh yeah, whatever, like next, how can I help you, right? I mean, that's how you get to show up. Like you have so much to give. You've given so much to yourself that you're just like a well, a wellspring of love. And it's the best feeling. I mean, I'm not saying I'm like this all the time. I get frustrated at the end of the night when I'm tired and everyone's tired and we're disappointed. Last night, we tried to watch a movie outside. Matthew put up like this movie screen in the woods. It was really cool. But the movie we downloaded, because we can't get the Wi-Fi out that far, didn't work and it was already really late. So everyone was like, what? It was just... But, you know, we had today and I just... that was our That was our perspective. It's like, well, we can pre-plan and plan better and do it tomorrow. So you got to be willing to have a new perspective. If you want to think negatively, the only person that that's really hurting is you and the people that you love the most, right? So you can sit there and blame and shame and spend your time thinking about that, which is really just a distraction from the work that you need to do for yourself. So you just have to step up, be super honest about it, be super honest about your relationship to yourself, that there's no mistakes, there's just new information, and say, I need a new strategy, and give yourself the time to implement it, right? You have to give yourself time you to unlearn how to live your life without alcohol, how to learn to live your life in a new way and it is way freaking better. I can't tell you guys enough. I am so glad in this state of feeling sometimes yeah, isolated that I don't drink. Like that I've got this. I have got this. I am prepared. I feel so much more prepared for anything. So if you guys need help, you come to me. Like I if people look for a leader, if people look to be need direction for something, I got your back. And I'm not going to tell you because this is the only way. I'm just going to say, if we need direction, I'll step up to the plate because I feel confident that I can run. I'm working on my cardiovascular health. I can, I can do anything. There's literally nothing I can't do. So how do you want to show up in this life for your family to be an example of what's possible for yourself so that you can say, I gave it my best shot, right? And I've got the strategies. So I'm not throwing my garden away. We've got a few squash out there. We got some bees, but next year it's going to be banging because I just got a book about small scale permaculture. I've got Matthew. We're on it. We're learning a little. We were troubleshooting. And that's how you can look at it is troubleshooting, but not giving up. But you can do better than I did with my garden, which is you can plan ahead of time and do a little bit of research, but then you do eventually have to take massive action. You have to make that garden. You have to be willing for some of those plants to not produce anything right? Because in failing, you are at least trying. If you never fail, that means you've never tried. So you're just sitting around doing nothing, right? And why would you want your life to just be sitting around doing nothing? There's so many amazing, awesome things to do. So I'm going to give you one tool I want you to take away and use this week. First, I want you to take one new step in the direction 
towards a life free of alcohol that you feel amazing about, something that you can say yes to, that you're going to be so proud of and just decide right now you're going to be freaking proud of yourself, okay? So maybe that's one evening you schedule in a call with a friend or you jump on a live um, you know, group event or you dis, you make it you make a meeting with someone in the evening instead of drinking. You go for a walk with someone, right? You take your kid to the park, anything, and you know, and at the end of the night, you write it down and you you write it and you acknowledge that you didn't drink it in the morning. You read that again and you let that pride settle in. Give yourself some time to feel it. So that's the first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna plan ahead of time to say yes to something that's going to be amazing, that's going to feel amazing, and you're going to acknowledge it. You're going to acknowledge the work that you put in, and you're just going to tell yourself, this is a gift to myself. And then what you're going to do is you are going to, in a time when you would normally drink, say you go out to dinner, say it's a Friday night, you're going to pre-plan 24 hours in advance. You're going to have a new strategy. What is my heartfelt intention for this Friday night? Do I have to do it the same? Is the same way that I've done it like boring or is there a new way to do it? What's my intention for going out to this dinner? If it's just to drink, then don't do it. If your only intention is to like get crunk, don't do it. Fine, then go find something else to do. But if your intention is to connect to not have to cook, right? Understand what your real intention is underneath the alcohol and then think a new thought that's going to make you feel amazing, right? That's going to make you feel present. I haven't seen this person. I wonder what they're up to. Write down five questions that you can ask. What does it feel like in my body to stay present? What do you notice, right? And then so before, that's your before, your during is you're just going to be curious. I'm going to do this as an experiment to see what do I notice when I'm not drinking, right? I'm not going to worry about not drinking. I know that it's not going to kill me. And you can even decide on something different that you want to drink. Order an Arnold Palmer. There, I'll just tell you what you're going to order, right? So not a big deal. And, and then realize all the thoughts that are excuses, why it won't work that are going to come up and just notice those. And then um, on the other side of it, you're going to evaluate. You're going to be like, what did I learn? What did I take away? And you're going to write it down again. I didn't drink tonight. I'm freaking awesome. And write down just one kind of mundane magical thing that stood out for you, right? I know those are like opposite terms, but there's so much magic in the mundane. So write down one thing you noticed that you wouldn't have had you been drinking. And then the next morning, I want you to feel that pride. And I want you to feel the vibration of what pride feels like when you wake up in the morning and you haven't drank and you're like, yes, that's the best freaking feeling in the world. Oh my gosh, that feeling is so good when you're like, I didn't drink last night. Ah! And you know, when you get your life gets, you get used to it. It's, it's not quite the same, but man, I reflect all the time on how much time I woke up feeling like shit and how much time I wake up now, not ever feeling like that. 
And I love myself for it because I have done so much rocking shit since I have quit drinking. I would never, ever, ever change it for the world. I am missing out on nothing because of it. I have only gained infinite, infinite, and I'm helping other people because of it. And the third thing that I would do is I would schedule an alignment session with me so we can really talk about what are your real big thoughts that get you stuck? Where, where are your biggest fears? And having a third party and someone that's really fun and nice to talk about that with is a game changer, right? I mean, that's why people, that's why this work works is because they show up and you can't be thinking about something every week and, and just like never be doing the work, right? I mean, if you do this work, it will work. It is an unlearning process. And just think about the last time that you had a strategy, which is like the strategy could be going to school, taking a class, you know, or even you have a meeting, family meeting so that you can implement some new parenting strategies, right? And if you're always flying by the seat of your pants, then the chances are you might feel kind of unsatisfied with life. You know, if you're never, if you just go from one shiny object to the next and you never really complete anything and you don't move through discomfort of, I mean, I was like in tears a couple of weeks ago because of the garden and it is producing some stuff. But I was like, I want to like, I want to be self-sustainable on our property. That is my biggest goal in five years is to be a hundred percent, maybe not a hundred percent. I think we'll need some electricity, but even if we don't have electricity, I want to be able to feed myself and I want to be able to have my own water and we have wood so we can heat the house. Um, but I would love to figure out the electricity thing also. So that is my goal in five years is to be a hundred percent self-sustainable on our property. Um, and so I'm just like, what are we doing? And you know, so I have work to do and it was uncomfortable and I'm going to have to really make some time to, if I want that to be a priority, you're amazing. I think you're awesome. You're not making any mistakes. It's just new information. So remember that and get inspired that you have not only a third option, not to drink or not to drink, to drink or not drink, but you have like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine infinite options of other things to do. It's not just the absence of drinking. It is the presence of you, your life, this life. If there was any better time in history to do this, now is the time. I need all of you on deck right now. We have work to do, my friends. We need to raise the vibration of this planet. It is like a little sticky out there. So don't go cry in your wine. Get to work. Have an amazing week. If a life of deeper self-mastery and feminine embodiment is calling you, but alcohol is the one constant in your way, I want to invite you to check out my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. It's your opportunity to apply the tools and principles from the show to your life one step at a time. Together, we create the safe and sacred container to explore the habit of alcohol, the power of choice, and awaken your inner light. Schedule a complimentary alignment session where I will help you uncover the next best step for you on your journey of discovering what's possible on the other side of alcohol. Follow the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com. I can't wait to connect.